Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I crossed the line. Oh, no. I, I don't think I can come back from it. <laughs> Did you put a cherry bomb in someone's mailbox? I'm what you would call a fugitive, and I don't know how to, I don't know how to cross over. I'm gone. <laughs> I love how you're saying this all from your house, even though you're supposedly a fugitive on the run. Jessica, I'm hiding out in my office. No one will ever find me. I thought you were going to tell me that that was a green screen for a second. And I was like, that Jessica- is <laughs> Jessica, it's all an illusion. I'm not mm-hmm. even here. This is one of those like fake Zoom backgrounds. Like you mm-hmm. took a picture of this room with the Christmas yeah. like, uh, what is it? Christmas um, wrapping paper and stuff in the background. And then you just said it as a Zoom background. The, well, I I wish because I wish like you did not see how messy my background is and has mm. been for the last month. All of my I mean, Christmas mine is sh- usually pretty bad yeah. too. So oh yeah, my Christmas stuff is like running rapid. It's like overtaking, and I'm done wrapping gifts. I just have to wrap um like Drew's gifts because mm-hmm. he has January birthday. Um, and so like, I haven't put like everything away yet. Um, so yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, it's no doubt why Capricorns are so gloomy. They have to share the spotlight with Christmas and they have to, you know, it's like a whole big thing. I never really thought about it that way about like when their birthday falls and how the fact that they like pretty much are just getting like overshadowed by Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever met a non gloomy cap? The answer is no. No, I don't think so. Most of them have a little, at least a little bit of doom and gloom about them. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 Hmm. Uh, Yes. So, uh, but, you know, I try, I try, I try to make it like an even Steven sort of a thing. No, there's only so much you can do. It's tough, Mm -hmm. though, because like you said, like you're kind of like, the good news is, is if you got like the really expensive gift, you could be like, oh, well, this is for both, which sucks to hear. But like you could spend more and justify mm-hmm. it easier. Right. But I, I agree with you. It is tough. It's tough enough to like think of presents for people without having to think of like double the amount. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So basically he just gives me a list. And, you know, usually when you give somebody a list, it's like, oh, like surprise me what you pick out mm-hmm. no i just like go full down like as a checklist everything on the you, get every, you get everything <laughs> except the ps5 which i can't find actually so. yes update on that will has the ps5 on the way um it is supposed to let me think it's supposed to get here january like 10th or something like that he finally got one yeah but i heard that people were getting it sooner than they were supposed to said mm-hmm. yeah possible certainly yeah. possible but yeah. he's excited which is good because like i know for a fact that like someone got him something ps5 related for christmas and like that would have sucked to like get that and then not have the actual yeah. console to play it on yeah but i still have presents to wrap unfortunately because fucking old navy old navy was not mm-hmm. sponsoring this which is fine they shouldn't because they're <laughs> terrible i ordered stuff literally black friday which was i don't know like november 27th or something and it will not come until the 23rd and so i'll have to wrap all those gifts last minute which is very much not my style if you know my virgo tendencies i do right. not like to do things last minute right 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 which so sucks. 
that sucks, but at least say it gets there on the 23rd. At least it's not the 24th, you know? It's mm-hmm. two days And Will beforehand. doesn't care. No. no Will no, doesn't no. care. It's just Mm-mm. more like I'm annoyed because I like to have everything done. And I like putting the gifts like under the tree because I think it just looks even better that way. Yeah. So it's kind of like, but it's fine. We have gifts under there already. It's just more of my annoyance at Old Navy mm-hmm. and how long they took. So yesterday I wanted to let you know that I watched the Ben Savage holiday movie. Um, oh, you sent me a picture of yes. Ben Savage. Yeah. So this is like, love. it's called Love Lights Hanukkah. And it's a Hanukkah movie, which, you know, is not very common. Mm-hmm. There's tons of Christmas movies. And, you know, there's two types of people in this world. There's people like you that watch like classic holiday movies and then there's <laughs> trash people like me that watch lifetime movies uh for holiday movies so um this was a uh you know it was a lifetime movie or a, hall- a hallmark movie which is kind of okay. hard to say hallmark hallmark it's kind of hard to say um but it was good like so this the the concept was that this girl um who was adopted, identified as a Italian Catholic or Christian. Mm-hmm. And she she lost her mother and she wanted to do a, like a 23andMe DNA test. Okay. And it came back that she was 50% European Jewish and 50% Italian. So, and she came up with some um, matches, like family matches, and she wound up finding a member of her family and Ben Savage played the love interest in a family friend and it was really good like they oh, it was like fun, very, that's like I like that concept that's yeah like concept. it was very like Hanukkah 101 like there was like this mm. is the menorah this is what you do with the latka like it was kind of like yeah. It was like, this is like the idiot's guide to like Hanukkah. Yeah, this is not a movie for like Jewish people. This is a movie for like idiots that aren't Jewish that don't know what Hanukkah is. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But like, I mean, I I can take what I can get. And yeah, Ben was like great. Like I sent you a picture and he was such Mm -hmm. a cutie patootie. And um, I thought that it was very enjoyable. So if you find time and you see it on playing on the tv I, I like check it out like why not yeah i do like a good trashy christmas movie every once in a while it's just because we don't have cable yeah like usually i'm watching more of the like netflix originals or like the hulu originals like those yeah. ones those are still like exactly the same as like a hallmark christmas oh, yeah. movie in yeah. my opinion they're all the same plot you know there's gonna be a love interest you know they're gonna fall in love and all of that so yeah um, but, I do love those types Yeah, because I saw two others so far. I saw the Christmas setup with um, Fran Drescher. And that mm-hmm. one was another interesting concept because it was with um, a love story between two men, which I thought was good. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a welcome change because most mm-hmm. of the time it's it's like white woman meets white man. Yes. And they fall in love. And that's Yes. It. Yeah. And then I saw... Yeah. Um, I saw a different one with, like, I think I mentioned it, Christmas Unwrapped with mm-hmm. Amber Stevens, I think her name is. I think it's now Amber Stevens West since she got married. And she's, like, from Greek, which um, I love Greek. I, like, just sent out a tweet that I, like, really Oh, my wanna... God. For a second, I thought you meant that she was from, like, the place Greece. And I thought you no. called it Greek. And I was like, Sarah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Greece. Uh, gotcha. Yes, yeah, so you love Greek. Greek. Yeah, the show yeah. Greek. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... 
So uh, I'm, you know, I'm making my way through these crummy movies and like, Mm -hmm. but love Flight's Hanukkah. If you are a Ben Savage fan that has been crushing on him since you were nine years old, Mm -hmm. I suggest you watch it as well. This is the movie for you. Oh my gosh, we forgot (laughs) to say at the top, if people are listening to this on the day it was released, then it's Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve, yes. Yeah, we're almost Mm -hmm. there. And if you're listening to it the day after, then Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we and we hope you enjoyed our Christmas special that we had. We had a mm-hmm. lot of fun recording that. Um, yeah, we're we're in tis the season. We're in the spirit. Um, we got twenty four inches of snow this past couple days, all in one like overnight essentially. Now it's all melting because it got warmer. Um, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I'm gonna like get twenty four inches of snow and have to like deal with it. And like, will did most of the snow blowing, but like I did yeah. have some of it um then i'd like to stick it have it stick around for a while because it's like we just went through all the effort of moving all of that and then for it to just melt away is kind of just like spitting in my face you know what i mean Hmm. um yeah i know it's already starting to get like pretty pretty gross mm-hmm. um so before we move on i have like a couple of like tidbits of feedback um, because, uh, last episode we had like reached out and pretty much begged anybody and everybody to please, please like break the tie. Oh yes. Between it takes two and, and parent, parent trap. trap. Yeah. So I'm just going to, we did get one response, which was like kind of funny cause it was just like unrelated to like the podcast, but they like saw our tweets. So JD of the JD and Leah fame responded to us and they said i have not seen either movie but i interviewed leah um and she says it takes two is more quintessentially 90s mm-hmm. the olsen twins were huge at the time also i prefer Haley, uh the Haley mills version of parent trap so like the original version of parent trap um and they said that they think an old person lives inside leah so you should probably <laughs> figure that one out yeah, um, I don't think I've ever seen the old version of Parent Trap. I think I've only ever seen the Lindsay Lohan one. Yeah, I did. So, I mean, did he break the tie? I don't really know, but I'm. Going I to think he was saying say, that. No, I think he said it takes two wins it takes because two. it's more quintessential '90s. Yeah. So we have a winner. We, we have do. A winner. Yeah. Congratulations! It takes two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, like, hot off the presses, talking about Christmas, uh, Gregory McBean just tweeted us and said i love that jess has a spreadsheet for christmas baking that's very on brand for her it is he knows i love a good spreadsheet i love greg um i do i love a good spreadsheet i love ranking things in spreadsheets Mm -hmm. i love organizing things in spreadsheets yeah that that is that is you in a nutshell Mm -hmm. so we love spreadsheets we love that particular part about you i do yeah, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty organized person, I would say, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, your background says differently. But I'm I know. Well, here's the out. thing: my games are organized, so you could see that. And if you look at those color pencils, no one can see this, but there are colored <laughs> pencils back there, and they're organized by color. So I'm just saying that's okay. pretty organized. It's just if you see this, it's like not. Listen, we're going through a situation over here because I just got, for nobody who cares, I got a third monitor for my computer, so I'm, like, re-maneuvering some stuff. I have an old yeah. lamp back there I have to figure out what I'm going to do with, mm-hmm. you know, tis yeah. what it is. 
it, um, it is what it is is what it is exactly that's, that's the saying I, of this podcast that's it what is, i always it is, say what it is so i i say that all the time mm-hmm. um, um <laughs> so do you want a 90s nightcap what are you drinking on this fine monday evening I am back to the canned wine spritzer, so uh, mango flavored this week, because that is what I have in the house. Nice. What about you? I decided to get a little fancy, and we had apple cider, and I put some champagne in it, so I'm having, like, apple cider with champagne, and I brought, like, the little, I had, like, the mini bottle of champagne, so I brought the extra in. Honestly, highly recommend Barefoot Bubbly Champagne. It's Mm -hmm. really cheap and really delicious because I don't like a dry champagne. Oh, so it's sweet. That's nice. Tis sweet. All right. I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. And you could get the little mini bottles, which I really like because if it's just me, I don't need an entire bottle of champagne to myself. Yeah, that's why the cans always come handy for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Yep. I like the little – I also like the bubbly – the mini bottles of bubbly wine as well, which I assume is like the similar size to the cans. Yeah. If anybody wants to try it. I, I'm i going to try it. Yeah, you should. They probably have that. I mean, you've seen bubbly, right? I don't think that's like anything mm-hmm. that's local to New York. I don't know. No, I don't think Everybody so. Lets, no, I think it says it's bottled in California. So let us know if you don't have it locally because I'd mm-hmm. be curious to know. Yeah. Um, But getting into this week's episode... We're talking season one, episode 17, The Fugitive, Mm. Um, which this is like the first sign, I think. I I don't know if it's, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't this like the first sign that like Sean is like a little bit of a bad boy? I think that we lightly hinted at it previously. I think that, um, I think that the, the horse races was a dead giveaway that, you know, that Sean wasn't like a cookie cutter kid. Good call. I think that the slight bullying of Minkus proved that he was not a, a cookie cutter kid. Like, mm-hmm. um, but no, this is our first real inkling that Sean has a bad side and that honestly, he's like kind of afraid of his dad and that things might not be. What, the same look of how things are at the Matthews household. Right, right. We like, for all we know, he's still living locally to where Corey is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've never met his parents. So there's been references to him, but we've never actually met them. Yeah. Um, so the episode starts out with Alan coming home from his job at the grocery store. It's like pouring outside thundering lightning outside Corey wants to go play baseball but his dad's like absolutely not like you're not going outside in this weather never have I ever seen Corey want to play baseball but here he is I know this is like he you know what it is he's like oh it's it's raining out so I'll pretend that I want to go play even (laughs) though no one's gonna let me go in this weather yeah he was bored all day inside um Mm -hmm. the cast really went or like the crew really went full out on these rains um this rain effect seriously they're like guys guess what we just got a rain machine we're going like all in this episode like we got an extra like 10k in the budget so we're gonna like go full on rain the entire episode we're not gonna stop we're not gonna stop rain the entire time 
So, I know. Yeah. That's all we heard was just rain noises in the mm-hmm. background. It was, I mean, um, it set the mood. It set the mood. It was a little spooky. It was a little bit spooky, especially in this spooky. next scene when Corey mm-hmm. goes up to like his own bedroom after and he discovers Sean is hiding there. And it's like it is kind of like <laughs> thunder and lightning when it yeah. reveals that yeah, it's Sean. Yeah, because like his lights were off and mm-hmm. he's about to turn on his lights and Sean's like, don't turn on the lights. Yeah. And like grabs Corey. It's like kind of like a jump scare. Um, so Sean is sopping wet. He's distressed. Mm-hmm. He says the cops are after him, maybe even the FBI. Um, and, and he asks Corey if he's in. And Corey's life is so boring and predictable that Corey, without even knowing what Sean did, he's he's full in to helping Sean. Yeah, he just wants something exciting to, like, be going on because he's so bored with his average life. Um, yeah. And this is when we find out that um, Sean, he tells this story. He paints a picture in yeah. which he has a cherry bomb, like, uh-huh. burning a hole in his pocket. Not literally burning a hole in his pocket, but you know what I mean. Like, he, he wants to use this cherry bomb. Mm-hmm. And he discovers a set of matches or a what do they call them a book a book of matches mm-hmm. on the ground in near um market giant which is apparently the name of alan's grocery store yes yes and so we find out the name um and he's like i need to like this thing and next thing you know this thing's lit in his hand and he doesn't mm-hmm. know what to do with it in the middle of a fucking grocery store parking lot yeah and he's like i don't know what to do with this i can't throw it and injure people so he shoves it in the mailbox for Market Giant and it blows up the mailbox, which we all know is a federal offense from like every teenage movie we've ever seen in which they like smash mailboxes with yeah. like um, baseball bats and blow up mailboxes yeah, with fireworks. This is, this is why mailboxes now don't have that pull open door and now has like a tiny slot that you can only fit letters in. Like this is... Oh, you think he blew up like a legit, like the blue one. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you think that he blew up? I didn't think much about it. I just thought he blew up one of those, like, I guess it wouldn't be residential if it was a grocery store. Yeah, no, but it was, was just like picturing. a blue, it was a blue mailbox. Oh, so he shoved it in there. He, sh- he like, opened up the flap. He, like, pulled mm-hmm. put the flap down. Because now, like, mailboxes have, like, you know, like, have you went to, you you haven't been to a mailbox lately. Well, but they, no, but the ones that we have near us that are blue, it's still that you pull the thing down, you put it in, and you push New it back York up. and, well downstate new york and new and new jersey got rid of them so now and they just have the slots it's like a tiny slot that has mm. like perforated um it's like teeth and like the letter goes through the teeth and you can't fit anything thicker than a letter or bigger than a letter in there oh. now so they it must have been a real problem these cherry bombs <laughs> now where did sean get a cherry bomb that's what i was wondering because Okay, hear me out. I was a goober. I was a nerdy child. And, like, I never would have thought to, like, go get a cherry bomb and blow something up. So I even... I've heard of cherry bombs, of course, because I've, like, watched movies and they talk about them. But I didn't even know, like, the explosion level on a cherry bomb. So I watched a YouTube video in which a cherry bomb blew up just to get, like, an idea. It's, like, not much. But obviously it's, like... It's kind of like a firework. You know? Mm -hmm. It kind of just... It's more than those... Remember those snaps? Did you ever have those little things you threw on the ground? Yes. How big? How big is a cherry bomb? I would say it could fit in, like, the palm of your hand. Like, it's certainly smaller than a baseball. Okay. So, in in Pennsylvania, fireworks are not illegal. Um, Oh. 
New Jersey, fireworks are illegal. So you can't go to a fireworks store and purchase fireworks. But if you go mm-hmm. over the border, you can go into Pennsylvania and get fireworks. So mm. maybe like, but still, like, I don't think you can sell fireworks to somebody that's over 18. So I don't know where Sean got this cherry bomb from. I don't know how long he's been holding on to it. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a cherry bomb in person, but it seems to do enough damage that it would have hurt him if he like held yeah. it in his hand or thrown For it sure, towards he a person. Definitely- for sure, he definitely would have been injured if he let it explode in his hand. Uh-huh. Um, I just think it's weird because, like, you think a teenage boy, like mm-hmm. an adolescent, whatever, like, mm-hmm. part of the thrill you'd think would be, like, oh, my friends are around. We're going to watch this thing explode. Yes. Like, we're, yes. you know what I mean? So it's kind yeah. of weird that he does it by himself. He but, was bored, too. So, yeah. okay, this YouTube video, what happens after you light it? It just like obviously there's a fuse on it so you have time but I watched one they just had it like out in the open and it just like poof explodes like it definitely would do damage like he like Sean was saying like all the sides like bulged out on it it for sure would do damage everything in there would be incinerated 100% Mm -hmm. which obviously we learn later but yeah um yeah I think this this is like interesting this is kind of the first and we, we all know it's a federal offense, so he could get in trouble. Now, obviously, he's a minor, so, like, they're not going to do anything. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I assume people saw him do it because well, everybody yeah. in town seems to know about this. I know. So there were <laughs> flames. People were freaking mm-hmm. out. Um, the cops were following him, and he said that he thought that right. he lost the cops. So, um, right. so basically, he tells Corey that he can't go home, although mm-hmm. he didn't do it on purpose. Like, that doesn't matter, apparently, to his dad, right. because he did he did it anyway. So, um, so yeah, I don't know how the cops ID'd Sean so quickly uh, to know it's that. It's the hair. It it's the signature hair. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, the cop's like, oh, yeah, that's, like, who my daughter Susie has a crush on from, like, yeah. seventh grade. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Uh, you know, so then Sean talks about how, like, you know, previously they've done, like, baby things that were, like, kind of bad. But this right. is the first time that he's ever stepped over the line and did something, like, a big bad. And he's, right. like, so basically he's, like, I can't go home. He asked Corey if he can stay over. Um, And Corey's, like, yeah, let me go ask my parents. And Sean's, like, no, you don't get it. Like, I, yeah. they can't know. My parents can't know where I am. Like, I need to stay somewhere without, like, anybody knowing for the next few days. Right. And I don't really know what his, like, long-term plan is, but I don't think he really has one Mm -mm. because he's just kind of thinking, like, in the moment what to do because he's, like, afraid to to go home at that point. Have you ever done anything where, like, you – not, I don't know if you like I don't know if you I would consider this like running away from home but like mm-hmm. we're afraid to like go home because you were gonna get in trouble yeah uh well I don't think I was ever thinking like oh I'm going to get in trouble so I can't go home obviously mm-hmm. I've gone into my fair share of like little little bads or not quite anything at, at this level Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I don't think that I ever stepped over the line at this sort of age, um, yeah. where I can't go home. Um, so, so no, how, I, I mean, I highly doubt you've ever done anything where you can't go home. Um, no, I can't think yeah. of anything where I've been like, 
I think I would be have the opposite reaction to Sean. Like mm-hmm. if I were ever in like big trouble. And now keep in mind, like I don't know exact. We don't know exactly what Sean's home life situation is, right? But like my parents, I think would be more of the like Alan and Amy type, where like. They always come home. You know, you should always mm-hmm. come home regardless mm-hmm. of what happens. Like, I would probably look to comfort from my parent for comfort from my parents versus being afraid of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that I would probably, knowing me, hide it as long as I possibly could. And then eventually <laughs> it just comes up and I'm like, oh, no. Oops. And then like, yeah. Uh, like and then I get in trouble. So, yeah, that's like pretty much my vibe. Don't I, 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 I don't like hide and like run away but I don't um I'm not up front I just like let it like simmer and like um make myself like nervous and panic and then like when it finally comes to the head then I deal with it because mm-hmm. that's what psychos do I don't know <laughs> not productive that's what therapy's for sure thing <laughs> so Corey's like hey don't you think Eric is going to notice um mm-hmm. you know he's like he calls Eric kind of dumb, but at least he'll notice that there's a third guy in the room. Yeah. So he wants Sean to like, or Sean's like, oh, I'll hide in your closet. And like mm-hmm. Corey's closet just like pours out with crap when he opens the door. And apparently yeah. his under his bed is no better, which is funny because literally the rest of the room is like pristine. Like even the bed is made. So it's kind of funny that like the rest of it is so messy. He's like a, a hidden messy person. Well, no, because Amy cleans the rest of the room. So. My parents never cleaned my bedroom. This is, like, ridiculous. Mm. Corey has it so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Eric, too. Eric's 16. And he fucking doesn't do a thing. I know. He doesn't even do his own laundry. Even his no, mom does his laundry, an, which, that's hello, embarrassing. I started mm-hmm. doing my own laundry when I was, like, I don't know, 12. Like, give me a break. Maybe even younger. <laughs> I probably started um, doing my own laundry when I bought my first thong. Ah, I was like, you know what? That like, would make sense because you're like, I don't want my parents seeing this. Don't want anybody seeing my. I remember when that was too. Like um, how old you were, you mean? Or like, I remember like the day I bought it because we had. Uh, oh my god, this is like so not like. What kind of story is this? Did you this... did you buy it from like limited too? No, I feel like that Mm-mm. would be from Victoria's <laughs> Secret. So, oh, bougie, bougie. So we went to. Um, a field trip into New York City to what's it called? What's it called? Times South Square? South Street Seaport. Okay, is that, a, is that a place? I mean, don't ask me. I don't know fucking New York City. Okay, so I think that's South Street <laughs> South Street Seaport Seaport. Is that a place? Is it like a shopping district? It's, like, on the water, and they had, like, a mall. Yeah, seaport south. Okay, whatever. So, and, like, we go, and, like, there's an opportunity. I don't remember, like, what we're doing, but there's an opportunity mm-hmm. to shop. And we go, me and my friends, like, go into Victoria's Secret, and, like, I buy my first thong in Victoria's Secret, and it was, like, blue plaid and, like, a That's cotton a choice. one. Oh, yeah, it was definitely a choice, not cute. <laughs> I don't. Plaid. Yeah, I probably was around, like, ninth grade maybe 10th grade okay so um that's the that's the story and then from then on like no like i can't like mom can't know that i have a thong like that's for sure now that's so funny want everybody to know uh, no male interest at all 
So it was for myself. Listen, as it should be. As it should be. Yeah, yeah. Buy whatever you want. I remember when, um, like, I first went into, like, a Victoria's Secret or, like, one of those types of stores where they had, like, you know, tween style, like, underwear, right? You know what I mean? Like, it was mm-hmm. obviously marketed for tweens. And mm-hmm. the people say tweens anymore. What even is Mm-mm. a tween? Uh, a tween like a is tiny 11, teenager? 12, 11, 12. I know, but like, where does 11, tween 12. come from? Um, I don't it's, know. Does, it's not a mixture of adolescent and teenager. So <laughs> I don't know, Jessica. All right. I don't anyway, know. I do feel like adolescent and teenager, they like kind of run into each other. So I don't know why we need tween anyway. So I remember when they would like market underwear to like that age because there were like words on the butt and stuff of like mm-hmm. your underwear. And I remember, yes. do you remember when they had underwear that had like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Yes. Like on them? Like why? What is that for? Who needs that? Not me. But, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> a tween is short for teenager, which. Does what the not fuck help. is that? That's not helpful. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Listeners, I'm gonna talk to listeners. Listeners, oh, oh, I got it. Preteen, preteen, tween. But that doesn't turn into tween. I don't know. Preteen. We are watching. That's tweens. a preen. It should be a preen, not okay. a tween. We're watching tweens right now. These are the I know, children. But aren't they adolescents? Or is it? Too young? That's part of it. Adolescence is. There's a form too many words for pre-teen. it. Preteen. Pre adolescence. Preteen. Preteen. Okay. Tween. I don't That's know. Fine. I don't know. Listen, I'm not a tween. I don't know either. So far removed from being a tween. You have no idea. Oh, for idea. sure. Me too. But. I'm three times the age of a tween. I would rather <laughs> die than That's between. See? That. Between. <gasps> That's what it is. That's what it is. It's between. Between. An adolescent. And, or yeah. It's a kid and a teenager. And a tween. There we go. Wow. Hello. We just fucking Scient- figured that out. We are scientists. We are fucking scientists. We deserve medals. Yeah. Okay. Please give us awards. Oh anyway. Boy. Okay. Podcast awards. Um, uh-huh. So, but Podcast. point being, after this giant sidetrack, which everyone, I'm, I think people like the sidetracks. Anyway. What were we talking about? Well, hold on. Let me finish, though. I no. remember. No, but this is important. This is important business. Okay. So. Okay. We, like, like we're, what's the, we're talking about uh, I could maybe save one or two of these stories but it doesn't really matter when we're talking about like underwear like as a teenager I remember I got boobs in like third grade so like by the time that I was like with my friends going to like the Victoria's Secrets of the world and like those places where everybody else was like an A cup and could get like cutesy bras mm-hmm. my boobs mm-hmm. were like far too large for even <laughs> yeah. those stores and I could not yeah. shop in them no anyway. training bras for you no please no I wore yeah. sports bras for as long as possible to pretend I didn't have boobs because I was very insecure about Ooh. them but then you got the tri boob I did I mean I'm wearing a sports bra right now and I have tri boob but guess what no one sees it because I'm home so who cares uh yeah so um anyway <laughs> <laughs> so dinner 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 do you want to talk about dinner oh wait well first we have to talk about the fact that uh cory offers sean um his, some of his clothes to wear yes oh my and this gosh is, why does he offer him eric's clothes i that's what i want okay so yeah that's what i was going to <laughs> these say these are the hard-hitting questions yeah. so um cory well so cory you know goes down for dinner mm-hmm. he like is told to act natural. He's acting like Please. a real freak. He's, he is. He's so fidgety and weird. Yeah. So um, he loads up his plate and like 
takes like food from Alan and he brings mm-hmm. it upstairs. And yes, there we see Eric wearing Corey's clothes that are way too short on him. Mm-hmm. They're ridiculous. And yes, I wrote in my notes, why did he not borrow Eric's clothes? Here's my thing, though. Eric is so particular about his clothes. I bet he was worried that, like, Eric would notice that his clothes Mm. were missing. Because he's, like, a very, like, stylish Uh teenager. He is. So maybe that's what it is. I know. But it's, like, oh, okay. So um, I did want to point out, I did some, like, research. Because we remember when Karen from Canada said, like, she does not watch the show. But she said, like, that boy in the back looks, like, too big. Oh, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, she meant Sean looks too big. Yeah. I did some research, and you were right. Sean is born in 79. Okay. Or Ryder Strong, excuse me, is born in 79. And Corey was born in 1980. So Sean is a full year-ish older than Ben Savage. Nowadays. mm -hmm. But at that age, though, like, when they're in that, like, 12, 13 age range, like, boys can grow, like, three, four inches Mm -hmm. in, like, a matter of months. Exactly. So nowadays... Ryder Strong is five foot eight, which we've talked about how he's like a small guy. So he's five foot eight. And yeah. Ben Savage is now five ten. So oh, there you go. So now he yeah. caught up and then some. He caught up and then some. So I just They're still like, both on the shorter side though for men. I mean five ten is respectable. Five ten people can pretend like they're six feet and like they're so close that like people don't really question it, you know? That's true. Will often says he's five ten. But mm-hmm. and I know he's probably listening to this, but will we both know that you're closer to five nine because we're about the same height? <laughs> yeah, so. Drew I think is five ten or five eleven, but I saw on his ID the other day that he claims that he's six foot. <gasps> oh, he's so. one of those. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think Will's ID says five ten. But I think if it, we measured yeah. him, it doesn't matter because I'm really I'm I'm short. I'm like four uh, five four or five. Uh, inches shorter than you. I remember so, when I found matter. out that you were that tall, and I was shocked because I thought for sure that you were like five six or five seven, mm-hmm. or maybe even I got, like taller. I got stumpy little legs. Very. Is stumpy. that what it is? Do you have like a long abdomen and short legs, or do you just is this all proportional? No, I'm just like. <laughs> I know, but I'm like the tall one to half my friends. So that's then like I would look like a giant crazy. next to your friends. Well, because my other like my bestie is like taller than you so yeah it is yeah. bizarro so cory called uh oh no sean says that Corey's built like a chimp but um it's not his fault he's a, no, he's, a he's just petite yeah he's small and yeah. he is upset that uh cory doesn't bring ketchup up with the meatloaf which mm-hmm. i agree cory who like you need meatloaf or need <laughs> there ketchup was on that meatloaf. ketchup on the table yeah. There's ketchup on the table. He just chose not to put ketchup on the plate. Yeah. And every every meatloaf needs ketchup. I don't care yeah. who you are. I agree. A lot of ke- um, meatloaf recipes use ketchup on it. Mine does. Yep. My, Mine ke- does my too. meatloaf recipe does. And I, yeah. I prefer, hot tip for people out there, get yourself one of those pans that's intended to make individual little brownies. So it's like if you love the corner brownie, it's a pan designated to like give you or it's intended mm-hmm. to give you like all corner brownies and okay. make your little meatloafs, individual loafs in that pan. First of all, it cooks quicker. Second of all, every piece is like the end, which is the best part of the meatloaf. Mm. And they're really good. Yeah, I don't want the end. What? I want the middle. I want the middle. The you end know, is the best part. You know, of the I don't like crunchy food. 
I see. I love a little crispy end. Yeah. You know, I don't like that. You know what? Listeners, let us know if you prefer the crispy end. Crispies. 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 But on a brownie, mm-hmm. I would rather no, have the middle. I, no. Oh, yeah. I don't want the sides or this. No, corner. they're the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. I like the middle. Okay. So, um, Corey says, you know, don't be a beggar because you're a, uh, you know, you're the cherry bomb mailbox, mail, yeah. mailbox killer. Yeah. And as my mom would say, be, beggars can't be choosers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then Eric runs upstairs and <laughs> yeah. is like looking for a puppy. And he's like, come here, puppy, puppy, puppy. Like, I know what you're doing, Corey. Like, I've tried it before. Mm-hmm. And, like, Sean, like, slams the door. And he's like, ooh, it's a big puppy. Um, and Corey's like, you know what? You're right. Like, I was hiding a puppy. But, like, I just let it go a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Did you ever sneak pets into your house? I wish I had. Yes. Uh, I did. <laughs> uh, okay. So, this story... Um, this story is kind of a weird one. Um, so Drew and I were dating for like about a month. And on our one month anniversary, this is such a weird story. I asked Drew if he wanted a cat. And Drew was like, yeah, I want a cat because my friend knew a person that had like cats. Mm-hmm. So... I wound up like getting the cat and sneaking it into my room. And, and now, can you give us the age context here? How, how old, old are you? I'm 18. Okay. Uh, Drew's 19. He still lives with his parents. I, obviously, I live with my parents. Um, senior year, this had to be May of 2007. Okay. Um, so I hide the cat in my room for like a few days. Drew comes and meets the cat. And, like, falls in love with the cat. And then he brings the cat home. And he's like, hey, parents, we have a new cat. Now, and Sarah gave it to me. Now, it's insane because I don't know if I even met his parents at this point. But I have given <laughs> a cat without asking his parents if his Are they parents, cat people? Are they pet people? They, they're cat people. They had two okay. at the time. And this was their third cat. Oh, my God. And I was just like, Drew, like, do you want a cat? I gave him a cat and his parents didn't know. And Drew just brought home a cat. It's like, if I were the parents, I feel like, who the fuck is this girl? And Mm -hmm. why is she like forcing upon us a cat? It was insane. Did they keep the cat? They kept the cat. Yeah. Oh, there you go. The cat passed away this year, unfortunately. But I know it is. What was its name? Parker. Parker. We could dedicate the podcast to Parker. Parker. Oh, that would be so nice. Yeah. Podcast is officially dedicated to Parker the cat. Uh, yeah. So that was crazy. That um, is a crazy thing to do. And my parents like never knew that the cat was there. And Did you have a litter box in your room? Like- yes. Yeah. <laughs> until what happened was we had like, I don't know, like how many years later, but it was a few mm-hmm. years later and we had like a joint dinner and my Drew's mom was like, yeah, like she was talking about partner Parker. And they're like, yeah, like we have like Sarah to thank for Parker. <gasps> oh. And like that's where it was revealed that like I gave Drew a cat and the cat was hiding in my room for a few days. And like it was like nutty. This is like the is nutty. so funny, especially because yeah. you think like I don't I don't I've never really owned a cat, but like they 
like have the crazies at night and they'll sometimes like sprint around. So it's crazy that your parents never heard anything. Well, yeah. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, we had another, we had a cat in the house at that time. Oh, and the cat didn't even realize. Wow. That's crazy. I guess. I don't, I don't remember. Cause like, I don't know. That was before I had dogs. That was when I was a cat person. A different, a different day. A different Different lifetime. Different lifetime. Um, yeah, so Amy, like, comes in and um, tries to get Morgan to, like, go into the bathroom, but it's locked from – it's, like, one of those bathrooms that opens on two sides, and her side mm-hmm. is locked because Sean's hiding in there. So then, like, Corey basically shouts to warn Sean that they're going to the bathroom, and then Sean somehow manages to, like, get down from Morgan's uh-huh. room and, like, back up into Corey's room uh-huh. in, like, record timing, which, yeah. of course, Eric then sees him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. wants, he wants to, like, blackmail Corey <laughs> into does. doing his chores. He does. Yeah, he does. So um, he blackmails Corey to do the chores. And, um, you know, Alan says it's time for somebody to do uh, the garbage. And mm-hmm. and Eric's like, yeah, like, Corey, go and do the garbage. It's your turn. So that's the dealio. Sean stays over um, mm-hmm. that night. And Eric says that he doesn't want to know what the dealio is because he would rather not know than have to, like, lie if he gets questioned about it. That's very smart. It's a Mm -hmm. very smart thing to do. Yeah. And, like, I feel like most people's inclination would be, like, tell me everything. Like, what's going on? What's the tea? Yeah. Yeah. Um, This was wise of Eric. It really was. His one and only time of being wise. And also (laughs) the blackmailing is wise as well. Um. So we're at school the next day. Topanga <laughs> thinks Sean was making a political statement by blowing up the mailbox. And Minkus is, of course, like spot on when he's like, what kind of statement was that? Like, how many jails are there or whatever? And <laughs> The level of disrespect. Yeah, seriously. And then, of course, Feeney comes in and guilts the shit out of Corey, as uh-huh. always. Always, yeah. always. And, like, the Corey's like, I don't know anything about that mailbox that got blown up at uh, Grocery Giant on Smooth. K Street. Smooth AF, Corey. Yeah. Nobody will know. He has Ugh. no chill. Seriously the worst. And then Minkus mm-hmm. comes over because he's a freaking goober face. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, it's a conspiracy. I smell a cover up. And Corey grabs yeah. his finger and says, I smell a nerd with nine fingers. And I yeah. thought that was a really good comeback. I am so, like, I swear, I hate it when Minkus gets between Topanga and Corey's desk in that little opening yeah. and it gets right into Corey's face. Respect if I was personal Corey, space. I would just punch the shit out of him. Like, that is so annoying. Or at least, like, Corey should, like, scrunch up his, like, or, like, push oh, up his shove desk. his desk forward. Yeah. Yeah, so that he stops sliding in the middle. It's so annoying. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Beanie's, like, unhand that minkus. <laughs> and they cover Poe's um, telltale heart in class. And right. as Feeney's reading it, the more like guilty and panicky and paranoid Corey becomes. Yeah. Have you did you read this in school? Because I remember. Uh-huh. Yes. It. Yep, yeah. Yep, and yep, it's yep. like the heart is thudding and he's. Yeah, yeah. So then they have the heart thud noise. And it's really funny. You like this is kind of the perfect like poem to put with this whole situation. Yes. Um, And so then we we flash to the Matthews residence where Amy is like vacuuming in the boys um room the bedroom and she's singing. Uh, you made me love you. I didn't want to do it. And I'm like, 
Ooh, that was a choice. Like her voice is like <laughs> no offense, Amy, but it's not all there. It's and she's not, not a songbird, you think? Ooh, it's like it's no. not so great. Um, no, I mean you have a lovely voice, so you thank should, you. you. It was just know. like one of those things where I was like, ooh, like she's doing it. She's yeah. going for it, but she <sighs> smashes the vacuum underneath the bed a bunch of times purposely. and hits Sean. Yeah, purposely. Yeah, she definitely knows, she knows he's there, yeah. so yeah. she keeps like hitting him. And then, like, Corey, like, runs in. He's like, I checked outside outside the store, and I didn't see it anywhere. So what is he's looking for the cherry bomb evidence? I think he's looking to hide the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, a little late for that. Everybody I know, knows right? that Sean did it. You think uh, that they didn't see the blown up mailbox already? Yeah. You're like, come on, it's, and somehow it's all over school, all over town. So everybody knows well, that Sean know was involved. It. Yeah, it's a little too 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 late to hide the evidence. Yeah. But Amy's like, hide what? And Corey is like, I don't know. He like gets a little silly, and he's like, it, uh, Italy, Italy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see France, and I didn't see anybody's underpants. And this is this is why we just spoke about Victoria's Secret and thongs, people. It there there was a there was there was a there's full, a thread there's, there's a an thread thread we it, kept on track. I don't want anybody saying that we got off the rails. Like realistically, <laughs> this this podcast is usually about an hour and fifteen minutes, so we have five. Yeah. minutes minutes to spare to talk about underwear okay don't come for us underpants do you remember that oh my gosh now i do yes (laughs) Yes. we'll talk about underpants in the future too underpants let's see it all connects it all connects connects. just wait till we're like a few years in the future talking about underpants if you don't know that's a boy meets world quote they should know (laughs) maybe Um, they don't know well, don't if they don't, I don't know why they're listening to this podcast, but maybe they just like us, which we appreciate you. This like is us. a rewatch podcast. Spoiler free. Oh, right. No, I don't remember. We oh. don't spoil much if we do. But um, so that's when. Right. So Sean goes back under Corey's bed. Oh, this is after Amy. See, Amy notices Corey's closet, closets organized, which we know Sean did. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, we hear Alan coming up the stairs. So Sean has to hide again. Mm-hmm. And Alan basically is like probing Corey for mm-hmm. like information on the mailbox. Yeah. And we all know as soon as Alan is like jumping on Corey's <laughs> bed, that yeah. like the jig is up. He knows. Yeah. And like Sean keeps making noises and Corey keeps pretending <laughs> like it's him. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not once again, not very smooth. And mm-hmm. um, and Corey's like, I don't know anything. And like Alan's like saying they had a bad day because he mailed out all these bills and they all got exploded. And like, yeah. Um, and like Alan's like, I know that Sean did it. I how, but fine. And I feel like, honestly, at this point, I just feel like it's all over town. And I feel like there's one person who loves to gossip. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it soon. So. <laughs> yeah. Conspiracy so theories. Alan tells this story because he loves telling stories. He does. Um, he loves a, t- a good story. A good story. Uh huh. So how growing up, there was a kid that, you know, always did like some small stuff. Like, he always got in trouble. He shoplifted candy or he was like letting air of tires, which why would you era of tires i think that's just what tweens do <laughs> why uh but then he moved on to more dangerous stuff like what yeah. 
I'm like what? Blowing up mailboxes, I guess. I bet he I was know. one of those kids that like rode his bike down the street and like. Oh no, I guess he had to do that in a car. He was in take a bike a gang. To... Was he in like a greaser like grease? Oh, uh... what was um? Remember that show Riverdale? And there's like the <gasps> yes, the what's it called? Oh, uh, t- the T birds. No, that's grease again. No, that's grease. I don't oh, know. Shoot. It's something with know. snakes. The the Serpents? Slither, Slither Squad. I think there's a sip, Serpents, I think. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. He, he joined a greaser gang. He did. He joined a greaser <laughs> gang. So Alan basically says that, like, eventually he got into bigger stuff and he, like, couldn't handle it. And Alan's like, I just want to tell you that whatever you do, you can always come home no matter what. And Corey's like, why are you telling me this? Like, I didn't even do anything. And we all know that he's, like, secretly talking to Sean. Oh, in yeah. Bed. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um... So Alan leaves and Sean comes out and Corey's like, listen, my dad can talk to your dad and like smooth it all over. And Sean's really against it. Sean's really, really scared to go home. He's like, listen, Mm -hmm. it's not like that. Like I've done bad things before, but this was like over the line. And Corey's like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. So Corey calls up Alan. And of course, Sean's out the window. again. Out the window. Yeah. So what do you think? Does does Alan make the right move here is the move to not call out Sean under the bed and just like talk to him through Corey. No, no, I think that I think that this was I think they put too much trust into Corey and Corey's decision making. I think that repeatedly Mm -hmm. they like let Corey make his own decisions and they're like um, they're like I mean this just goes back to the other episode where um, where they expected Corey to do the right thing and Corey Mm -hmm. doesn't he didn't know yeah and I think too if I'm if I'm Sean's parents right and we learn later that Ellen and Amy had called Sean's parents and told them where he was I would be like furious at Ellen for like letting my kid run off again because like Sean leaves here and we and like they don't necessarily know where he goes you know what I mean yeah obviously obviously like he gets back into contact with Corey and Alan must have felt pretty confident that that was gonna happen I think um because I think it's pretty a lot of responsibility to put into Corey's hands when Sean just runs off again and he's not safe wherever you know what I mean they don't know that he's safe wherever he is no 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 like I don't think that like I think that guessing that Sean goes to his classroom and his school is kind of like um surprising like well, I, don't I don't think, think they they guess I think they know because, because he calls Corey he calls to get Corey. him stuff yeah right. but I don't know how uh, how Feeney knows mm-hmm. maybe yeah. he just thinks like oh that's his most like the next the next place he feels most comfortable is like, I guess but. yeah so um Sean is out the window and um so then Corey's downstairs with his family Mm -hmm. and he's like fessing up that you know oh my gosh like you guys didn't didn't know but yeah Sean's been staying us with us for and this whole timeline is less than 48 hours mind you like this just happened like yesterday apparently so like he hasn't been gone for days but um and you know they're like this is not a shocker like we knew the whole time and like more yeah. like yeah Corey, no one's that naive yeah except eric is 
And um, the reason they know is because Feeny saw Sean climbing in the window, uh, which Gossip Queen Feeny strikes again of course. with his fucking telescope, just like snooping on the Aunt Matthews all the time. Of course, he saw Sean sneak into the bedroom. Uh-huh. This is so Gossip Queen Fiend. Like, it, it never is. stops. It, it never, never stops. Ends. Nope. And so, yeah. So, Sean's parents know where he's been mm-hmm. because he automatically, like, his, Sean, like, Alan and Amy told his parents because, of course they would because the parents would be worried sick. Right. And so, they basically say, like, listen, we knew that he was here, but we thought that we would leave it up to you to, like, tell him to go home, which is weird. Too much responsibility. It is. And so then, kind of, Alan sits down, Corey, and says, listen, Mm -hmm. like, Sean has rough edges. I was just like him when I was a kid, and I had a friend like you. And guys like me and Sean think running away is, like, the option. He, Mm -hmm. like, he doesn't see that he can go home and it will be okay. Right. so again, he's like, again, it's so weird. Like he already put this responsibility in Corey's hands once and Corey screwed up. And yet here we yeah. are again where he's like, oh, don't worry. He's going to contact you. And and I'm not even going to tell you what to say because you'll know what to say in the moment. And it's like, um, yeah. he hasn't lasted like thus far. So good on you. Alan, yeah, too much, too much, too much for little Corey. Um, yeah. yeah, but Corey's like, you know what? Like one mistake and throw your entire life away. Like right. you don't have to move to California and have kids at 16 to like get out of trouble. Um, so Alan somehow knows that, you know, Sean would get in touch with Corey once again. Like, I don't know how, Mm -hmm. but, you know, that's what we think. Um, and a kid like Corey will know what to do. Sure thing, bro. Yeah. Like, so, so Feeny, as you were saying, somehow, like, knows to go into his classroom and, like, find sean sleeping under his desk i i don't know i feel like sean would rather like go under a bridge or something i don't think like this is very realistic to, for him to go the only thing i could classroom. think is like the only thing i could think is that because it's indoors and it's been raining that he would want right. to go inside but okay and it's just what are the chances that feeney just so happens to have canvas in his desk which is the perfect <laughs> metaphor uh-huh. for him and Corey's friendship i like this metaphor i, like I do too metaphor. but i think it's just kind of convenient that he yeah. just happened i wonder if he leaves canvas in his desk just on the off chance that he needs to have a metaphor for friendship. oh i'm sure so mm-hmm. you know feeney says canvas is a very very strong material and it's difficult to rip like you can't really like rip canvas like right. on your own but like one little snip and like the whole thing like unravels and rips and mm-hmm. the metaphor is that you can have like the strongest friendship in the galaxy but if you like take if you like ruin the integrity of the friendship or the relationship then the whole thing can come undone yeah it's a good metaphor good on Feeney um I think it does kind of put a little plant a seed in Mm -hmm. Sean's brain because then Mm -hmm. we see Corey come in and like Sean had obviously asked him for materials and supplies and Corey doesn't bring anything in fact Corey gets a ride from Sean's parents uh who are Mm -hmm. at the school and he says listen like you have to go home like it's gonna be fine but you have to go home yeah and it's so weird to me because it's like thus far like sean isn't even trouble with the cops like we don't even know like we (gasps) basically we're just told that he's gonna get like punished and it's like well that's not that bad then right so yeah and like Corey like forcefully like 
does not let Sean leave. Like, he's, mm-hmm. like, stands right in front of him is like, look, like, I'm not moving. Like, you're coming into the car with me. You're going home. And, like, Sean's like, I can't. Like, this is, you know, you don't understand. Like, I'm going to get grounded for a year. Like, I'm never, there. like, I can't come back from this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Corey's like, you know what? Then if you're grounded for a year, then I'll see you in a year. I'll still be there for you. I'll, I yeah. mean, truthfully, he'll still see him at school. I know. Well, that's so. the funny part because Sean agrees, finally agrees to go home. And then in like the end credits scene, Sean and Corey like reunite after what's been a month. But it's like mm-hmm. they've seen each other at school this entire time. So I don't really yeah, understand. It's just like, you know, you have to like you only get lunchtime. I, or, yeah. I mean, I don't think kids this age get recess. So they, I don't know. They talk through they talk through freaking class half the time. Anyway. <laughs> half the time anyway. So it's like I mean, it's not like but it's just like seeing each other like um, yeah. on the outside. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so Sean comes, they do their little like best friend, handshake. like handshake dance, adorable. Yeah. And like, it's like a busy afternoon at the Matthews house. Like there's like a big basketball game or football game or something going on. And like Amy's yeah. like trying to work on some of her work and just has like a few more numbers to like go on her spreadsheet. Right. And little Morgan is blow drying her doll's hair and and then uh, Eric is uh, on a phone call with like some rando girl and like another Heather, another Heather and has been like, oh, and like was about to get a date with her where the power goes out. And Amy's like, Alan, did you pay the bill? Yeah. And Alan did pay the bill, but it was in the mailbox, which got exploded. And <laughs> so all the power day. goes out. And yeah. then. Sean's like, see you later. He's out of He's there. Like, Bye, guys. Good night, uh-huh. everybody. So, um, adorable. I love. This is a good episode. Yeah, I thought this was a really, really good setup because we're just kind of diving into like all the situ- like all the issues that Sean has, and like, here's the thing. Like, we can get on Sean for not just going home in the first place because. We like, I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like the police are after him. Yes, he's going to get in trouble, but like, mm-hmm. we don't also really know much about his home life at no. this point. Like, we yeah. know he's had money troubles. Like, his family yeah. has had money troubles. Like, we don't know much about it, but I yeah. think like this is a really good setup for like the kind of relationship and friendship that Corey and Sean develop over time, where yes. Corey's always the one who's like, listen, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to be here for you. And yep. Sean is in a lot of turmoil a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I remember, like, this kind of correlates very closely to this episode. I don't remember which one it is, but where Sean stops going to high school because he, like, wound up going to a college class. And he just, like, decided that, like, I don't like high school anymore. Like, I don't like learning there. I don't get anything out of it. I'm just going to go take these college classes. It was a, like a yeah. philosophy class and it was much more interesting. And Corey's like, no, like you have to finish high school, Sean. Like you have to. Yeah. And Sean's like, why do I have to? Like I'm taking college courses. I mean, he wasn't enrolled. He was just sitting in on philosophy classes. But he's like, Corey's like, no, you have to go to high school. And he mm-hmm. like, you have to graduate. You have to finish. And then like, get into college so that you can excel. Um, so I feel like that like directly relates to that episode. That episode is like 
four seasons away or something we'll get there in 2040 we'll get yeah there it's gonna be a minute until we're there but it's yeah. like they plant the seeds early which is yes. nice because i mean we'll obviously talk about it down the road but like some of the seeds they plant early mm-hmm. don't really come to fruition like i'm thinking mainly like topanga her mm-hmm. personality changes a lot and so this is kind of something that you see it's rooted very early on in yeah. the show's history um yeah. so it'll be fun to kind of track that going forward i agree i really enjoyed this episode i thought that the messaging was like uh, let me think about this like the messaging was very clear and concise and you mm-hmm. understood it and there wasn't a question and they they don't spend they use the the schooling time for like the funny mm-hmm. bits with the, t- the telltale heart you yeah. know yeah and um as a as a note it's not 100 percent sean's fault that he felt like he couldn't go home because obviously no. sometime in his upbringing he realized that like he can't he does not feel 100% safe at home. So he right. learned in some sort of way that like when he messes up or when he's wrong, he most likely in the his parents parenting like um, treated it like it's not safe for him to admit that he right. did something wrong. And right. like it's and not even, like a safe environment for him to be right. honest with his family. So um, although in an ideal world, you should feel comfortable and be honest with your parents like at some sort of time like he either learned that like when I do admit to my parents I did something wrong it's just like not a safe space and like it's better for me to like get out of dodge and like not admit it than to like face the consequences or that like it you know when he does admit that he's wrong he gets like heavily punished that like he became afraid of his family being honest with his family so and on top of that too I think like even if you have a family like Alan and Amy like even if they're their your parents Mm -hmm. when you're a kid like Mm -hmm. stuff feels so much bigger than maybe it even Mm -hmm. is like even if my parents are Ellen and Amy and I do what Sean does I'm still probably scared to go home and like and tell them what I did like yeah and depending on your personality or your anxiety levels or obviously multiple other things you could just feel like it's easier just run away from all of it and not have to confront it so we can't necessarily blame Sean we don't know a lot about his home life at this point and also Mm -hmm. we don't know what he's going through mentally like you don't know how people are going to deal with those types of yeah. of issues. I mean, this is the first time that I really saw like Sean super vulnerable. Like he yeah. was a scared kid. Like we don't see that a lot from Sean. Like we see him being the cool kid and like pretty like easygoing. But there was a lot of this episode where he was just scared and he was anxious and he like was panicked. And like we normally see Corey, like Corey is kind of like on a, on a higher, like, frequency than Sean is on terms of, like, anxiety levels and, like, uh, like uh, yeah. levels of, like, excitement and everything. But, you know, he was af- he was afraid. Great acting by Ryder Strong. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. And I think we're getting into the point where, like, I noticed, like, I don't know if Corey was sick or if it was, like, his voice was changing. But, like, I noticed that they're, like, getting into those, Mm -hmm. you know, we're almost there. We're almost to season two. And I know I keep talking about this, but, like, we're almost to the point where we're going to be getting into these. And I would say this is, like, not a heavy, heavy Mm -hmm. subject or a heavy, heavy episode. But we're going to be getting into more of that territory, which I'm really excited for. One last comment. I think Ryder Strong at this point of the show is the best actor of all the children. I don't think I disagree with that. I think him, Corey, 
and probably like Mancus, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, Feeny, Feeny, da da da, Feeny, Feeny. But he's not a child actor. Oh yes, yes. Okay, then I would agree. I'm talking, with you. I'm talking about the children. Yeah, I think obviously Morgan's last, um, <laughs> but she's the youngest, so you can't really blame her. <laughs> Drag Morgan, my Morgan hatred sucks. for Morgan. Like, screw you, Morgan. Um, but no, I do. I do think you're right. I think I agree that like he's he's had like the biggest range. Um, yeah, so yeah. far, I agree with that. Phenomenal. Yes. Um, okay, so. Are you ready for some fashion hour? I am ready for fashion hour. Okie dokie. So typically with fashion hour, well, all the time, not typically, but we start off with the <laughs> Rachel Green Award of um, Best 90s Ensemble. Um, yes. So I have my first candidate um, is Sean's uh, fugitive outfit. When he sneaks in, he's wearing this black coat, a black T-shirt. It's kind of like a band T-shirt, um, mm-hmm. a yellow and black vertical overstripe uh, shirt. That's like an overshirt. Okay. Um, his favorite puka necklace with like literally Always four pukas, some dark baggy jeans and his wet hair makes it look like very grunge and greasy. So this is like super like Nirvana, like grunge style. Um, very good call yes. very 90s so um that was a good one yes good time stamp for is about 46 to 48 seconds in for anybody yeah yeah i go there mm-hmm. um next up we have topanga's like sunrise moment dress so this is yes. the the first classroom scene where her hair is like that curly crimpy it's not like super curly and it's not like super like crimpy so there's probably like a good like two hours instead of like two and a half hours with her hair this time <laughs> uh, braiding. So this is like an orange, red, and yellow dress with like triangles, and it's it's bedazzled and has like bows down the front. And she's wearing some black leggings with it as well. Yeah, she's a big fan of like dresses with black leggings and combat boots. I've yep, noticed that is her season one look. Mm-hmm. And then um, my third offering is Sean in. Corey's clothes part two so okay I was gonna ask which one okay yeah so this is like later in the episode so he's wearing like a yellow hoodie with the blue like crew neck shirt a light wash denim and everything's way too short like it's like three-quarter length sleeves it's like flutter floods pants like if you've ever seen floods it's like this is like everything is like super short um on him uh I wonder if this really was like Corey's like wardrobe and they just like slapped it on him i don't know because i don't think the sweatshirt would be like that short on him Mm -hmm. i feel like they had to like tailor it to him but maybe this one is really silly to look at yeah (laughs) i think um as much as i like love topanga and her style i do like really love what you were going for with like the grunge look that Mm -hmm. sean has going on so i have to give it to him because it is very 90s grunge yeah very 90s grunge Mm -hmm. so congratulations Um, sean good job um so next up is our paul rudd certificate of timelessness award so my first candidate is um amy's cleaning outfit she's wearing like a large flannel that is like probably alan's flannel it's like very like boyfriend cut you know um Mm -hmm. some black leggings or like black skinny jeans and she's wearing like some black like i think they're like some high top sneakers or like some high top booties or something 
Yeah, it's hard to tell exactly what the shoes are. I agree. They look kind of like boots, maybe like a dark brown or black. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this type of outfit. I feel like we do see flannel on Amy a lot. A lot, um, yeah. And I do like the like baggy flannel look, mm-hmm. especially for like cleaning. It's a good cleaning outfit. Yeah. Um, and then I only have a second. There weren't okay. like a ton of like timelessness. Like even Eric, these this episode was like outfits that we've already kind of seen or like mm-hmm. outfits that like we weren't are not like very notable but like Ellen's after work outfit like I kind of like was feeling like very like zaddy like interested today like he's wearing like a maroon trench? tie oh well no not the trench coat but I did like the trench coat a lot the trench coat was very appealing in the attractiveness department <laughs> i know i know so maybe that can be just like an a quick option too actually like let's just like let's just put that one in quickly um because his he did look very hot he looks uh, like a detective oh what he's giving detective. me like sherlock vibes but yes. in like a good way but forget okay. the stupid baseball hat he's wearing in the beginning like alan get an adult hat please uh-huh. okay so Let's, like, just, like, put that in as an option two quickly since I didn't really have a good option two. So option three, after work outfit, a maroon tie, some, like, a nice, like, button-down, like, white box pattern shirt, some gray Mm -hmm. pants, a nice watch. Most notably, I just liked how his hair looks so fluffy, looks so Mm. good, so such thickness, such volume. I I love his hair. I kind of just want to, like, rub my hands through it just a little just for a second he he does have like very standard 90s dad hair like but i feel like now nice and oh it is like oh he's not going bald anytime and it's all of his hair it's all his hair yeah Uh, i love it no it is really nice looking Mm -hmm. he doesn't have like the deep m of like someone who's going bald or like losing their Mm -hmm. hair it's luxurious and i kind of like how it is curly just like Corey's. so it's not a mystery as to how Corey ended up with the hair i know i like that too i like that too Mm -hmm. yeah there's a connection there i agree so what do you think who's the winner today i kind of want to go with the sleeper pick of like the trench because i do think a trench is timeless like it is I, I think you could, anybody could wear a trench nowadays and mm-hmm. and pull it off. And I mean, to be fair, he is wearing like his work outfit underneath. So we're kind of getting a two for one steal. Yes, I loved Maybe. it. I thought that he looked I did notice that. I thought that he looked very attractive. I was mm-hmm. interested, high key interested. Um, So love that for him. Go Allen nailing it in the fashion department (laughs) yeah so congratulations to our two winners sean and alan today we love it when the boys take home a w you know they do they do and usually yeah because i feel like a lot of times it's like topanga's like bringing home the wins Mm -hmm. yeah so so i do have um a little a little feedback from this episode so our friend soul meets lens wrote in and she wrote a time where she ran away, and this story is nuts. So, okay, I'm excited. She writes, when I was in first grade, I said I was going to run away from home and made a big teary deal about it, which, like, I love that for her because I always, <laughs> it's like, high dramatics, please. 
Um, then I went and fell asleep in the back corner of my bed amid of like a ton of stuffed animals. And she was so tiny that her family didn't see her when they came into oh, the room. No. And she woke up to the mother effing police in her room. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Terrible. That's, I felt so bad for her parents. Can you imagine? Hor- like, they were probably horrified. And she was probably traumatized. After oh, my God. Yeah, waking that. up to the freaking police. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Crazy. So many lens. Wow, that's crazy. That is nuts. So I loved that story. Like, I just... Yeah, if anybody else has stories of them running away, please let us know because that's really fun. Yeah, it was one of the questions that I proposed to my feedback thread Mm -hmm. um, that I wanted to know. And then another thing was, like, I asked the people if, like, they were more of a good kid like Corey or more of, like, a bad kid like Sean. Mm -hmm. As we've discussed, like... um, like, you were kind of more of a Corey. I don't think I was really a Sean, but if we're, like, living in a world of, like, Sarah has to be one thing and Jessica has to be another, then I guess in our <laughs> duo, I guess I'm the Sean. But in reality, I'm really not. But No, I don't think you're more of a Sean, but I do agree, mm-hmm. like, if, if one of us has to be the Corey and one of us mm-hmm. has to be the Sean, I would be the yeah. more Corey. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Jackson Bivens wrote, I was like Corey, but I never had a childhood nor high school sweetheart and like i mean me either i I mean mean, that's overrated anyway because all you're gonna get from like like a high school date or boyfriend or girlfriend is like drama 90 percent of the time so yeah i had like i guess like you can consider drew like a college sweetheart but not not really i mean kind of we didn't meet at college but i was pathetic and i followed him to his college (laughs) so (laughs) There you go. Well, I yeah. So if we're being honest, you were uh, a feeny with a telescope, just watching Drew in his college uh, classes. Not quite, not quite. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, after Fashion Hour, we have Honesty Hour, where I have to just like admit all the times I was a creep, and it's quite often. It's quite oh often. If I'm going, to, if I'm going to be honest. Um, so that's kind of our feedback. Like, guys, like every Saturday I put out a conversation thread on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and I propose some questions for our viewers. So if you ever want to be part of the discussion, all you have to do is like hit us up at Shit 90 Shows on Twitter or Instagram or even email us. Sometimes we get emails at Shit 90 Shows at gmail.com. No, Shit 90 Spot. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, so, correction. It's been, redacted. It's, redacted. It's been like at I know, I know our social media. Obviously. Obviously. Did I get the Twitter right? Knows. No. But I was Shut like, well, she up. only said it once, so I'll just let it go. And then mm. it kept going, and I was like, I probably should tell people it's shit 90s. Okay. Pod. So I just want to clarify at shit 90s pod on mm-hmm. Twitter and Instagram shit90spod at gmail.com wonderful yes and sarah does all of our social media Mm. and i usually just retweet and stuff because sarah's the the social media the social media goddess over there and the Mm. design goddess with all of our yeah i don't know if it was earned but uh, well not if you can't get our twitter handle twitter handle right i'm gonna have to revoke the status Uh, maybe a (laughs) blessing in disguise 
thing. Um, yes. So, yeah. So if you guys have any feedback, always send that in. Um, we just put out, uh, like we said earlier, we just put out our Christmas bonus podcast. So that has about 40 minutes of us just chatting Christmas, chatting traditions, banter, whatnot. And then after that, we talk about Hey Arnold and the special Christmas episode of Hey Arnold. I think it's called Arnold's Christmas. Arnold's um, Christmas. Yeah. So we talk about that. That was a lot of fun. So give that a listen. Um, and then uh, next week we were, we're going to have a special release. So keep an eye on those podcast feeds on Monday for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that'll yep, be yep, yep, yep. How's community building going? Yes, that's going well. We are nearing the end of the year. So, Sucks. um, that is our quote unquote deadline for community building. Um, yeah. unless we get to a thousand patrons, which if you'd like to become a patron of Post Show Recaps, go to postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon mm-hmm. to do so. Um, it's been a lot of fun. So that's really been like a highlight of, as well as this podcast, both of them have been like highlights for the end of 2020 mm-hmm. um but give that a listen as well it's been yeah i listen i listened to like four episodes in the last few days trying to catch up yeah how about do you think is it good i thought it was great i thought that the um christmas episode with shannon gus was wonderful yes yeah i'm sure that puts you in the holiday sphere it's a perfect time to listen to it now truly truly so. did yeah i think it's going great jess um you know, I'm your biggest fan, so I have to listen to hours upon hours of content and then talk to you personally. <laughs> talk to me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will is probably so tired of hearing my voice because I talk to him all day and then he listens to my voice in podcasts all the time because yeah. he wrote in our wedding vows that he has to listen to all my podcasts. So you better hope you, I really don't become famous, Will, because then you're going to have to listen to even more of my voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys, specifically Will, I guess, for listening. Um, yes. We will see you uh, next week with another episode of Boy Meets World. Yes. Season one, episode 18, next Thursday. So we will see you guys then. And if we didn't say so already, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Stay safe and warm. Bye, everybody. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.